She's passionate about telling stories of amazing women who are rocking the world and empowering women to live, love, and thrive. Here's your host, Katherine Gray. Hi, welcome to Live, Love, Thrive Women's Empowerment Hour, brought to you by 360karma.com. We're so happy to have you with us here today. Speaking of amazing women, we have one with us today. She is not only uh, from Sweden and uh, uh, ex-model, currently a designer and a writer. She also is the founder of uh, Knockout Abuse uh, out of D.C. and now out of Los Angeles, Knockout Abuse LA. Please give a warm welcome to Jill Sorensen. Hi, Jill. Hi. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, my God. So, uh, I mean, obviously you're from Sweden. I'd be like, I don't even think I needed <laughs> to say that, you know. And and you were a model for Eileen uh, Ford. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. In another life. Yeah. <laughs> well, not really yeah, another yeah, life, yeah. but maybe me in another yeah. life. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, you actually, so so what brought you from Sweden to the U.S.? And, and what what's that story? How'd you get uh, here? Well, so I came here when I was 18 to be an au pair in Berkeley, California. Oh, my gosh. And um, I was going to move back to Sweden, but instead... Wait, so when you were 18, so like 10 years ago? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a How little more. How much can we lie here? <laughs> I'm happy it to lie about It is recorded. I'm a feminist, but I'll lie about my age. <laughs> That's okay. We all do that. <laughs> so we're the same age. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's how you came over here, uh-huh. and and then and then how did you end up doing modeling for Eileen Ford, like one of the greatest companies in the well, in the world? Really, it's actually kind of a long, crazy story. But to make it, it always is, yeah, <laughs> which would take up our time. <laughs> but to make a long story short, I um, I loved America when I come. I thought, yeah. oh my god, I want to live in this country. And, uh, of course, as an au pair and as a Swede, you couldn't. So, and, I th- and I thought, let's – my friend and I thought, how can I figure out a way to stay in this country? And she was like, you have to model. You make money for us so we can stay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and um, I recall, it, literally it was an ad in the paper and then a long story. But after that, it was like – in uh, overnight, I got a job that paid me in one hour what I made two weeks in a single pair. And I'm like, uh-huh. I like this. Oh, sign, <laughs> sign me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so it wasn't quite as glamorous as you thought, as a lot of models say, right? I mean, I'm sure a lot of it was fun, but mm-hmm. then there's also the chauvinistic part of it, right? Well, it's in terms of it's a great job where you make a lot of money you make a the only job you make more money than a man mm-hmm. when i was doing it in right. the, in the um and, um, Wait a minute. Are you saying female models make fe- more than male models? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yay! Yeah. We finally found like, a niche yeah, where exactly. we make more money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, and um, uh, so it was a great in in terms of making uh, a great income, and you got to travel the world and learn yeah. to speak a lot of different languages. But you were also in a job that was objectifying and right. that was sexist, right? Although you work with a lot of nice people, but at the end of the day, you're paid for how you look, right? Right. And you, uh, you know, so I, I don't want to sit here and trash the industry. Yeah. But but you did, yeah, did, yeah. did you did make a movie kind of trashing it, right? Uh, I mean, 
<laughs> what was the name of that film? It won uh, awards. Oh, yeah. So um, I wrote a comedy with my friend uh, about a model getting put out the pasture. Because really, in that industry, you have to face what all women face. Ageism. Right. They, um, yeah, once you're over 12, complain, forget it. O- over yeah. 18. Yeah. Or yeah. I think I was with John Casablanca and over 20, you're an old fogey. Oh, my gosh. So, and then you crazy. had to always uh, worry about your weight. And, you know, so there's a lot of this stuff. So we yeah. made a comedy about a girl, 29, being put out to pasture. Oh, what's, what's the name of it? Marmalade. Marmalade. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We have to look that so, up. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or don't. <laughs> so um, you had come from Sweden where there was much more gender equity. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and that's an interesting conversation, even for today, uh, because we still have such an inequity here in uh, the U.S. In fact, that's one of my missions is to get mm-hmm. women more funding through my uh, She Angels project, mm-hmm. because women get less than 5% of venture capital funding and less than 15% of traditional funding. Mm-hmm. Is it that way in Sweden? Or you're saying Sweden, there is no... Well, gender inequities there? Well, just in terms of taking you back to how I was raised compared yes. to probably, I don't, wh- where are yeah. you from? Yeah, here. Uh, you're, you're from from D- D- I was born in D.C. D.C., yeah. okay. Yeah. You know, when you gr- grow up in Sweden, you're raised as an equal to a man. Yeah. Uh, you are not raised thinking that you're, with what I call the princess syndrome, you're going to yeah. meet someone, a, a guy, and he's going to marry you and protect you and finance you and save you, basically. Yeah, you're yeah. raised that you have to get yeah, a job. Yeah, you're, you're right. My mom did say to me when I was a teenager, you know, I, I said, oh, I don't think I ever want to be married. And she's like, what? You'll get a diamond ring. And I, I go, <laughs> oh, no. I yeah, don't, yeah. I, I don't mm-hmm. want a diamond ring. I'm not yeah. giving up my freedom for a diamond ring. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought yeah. that when I was already a, yeah, a teenager. Yeah. I didn't know why I thought that, yeah. but you know, I already thought that. Well, that but you're right. That's the culture yeah. they tri- they try to teach their daughters in this culture, or they did. You know, oh, you want to get married and have a diamond ring and a husband to take and care the of you. Dress. And, I mean, yeah. we raised men didn't pay for dinners. Yeah. You open the door yourself. You carry your luggage yourself. I mean, this sounds. Yes. Some women go, oh, don't you like? Gentle? Yeah. yeah, but I also like being raised knowing I have the same value. Right, um, absolutely. When I grew up, we had 50% women in government. Right, oh, wow. We were the first country wow. to have a gender equal. Uh, it's one of the cornerstones of Swedish society to have a gender equal culture and society. I love so this. Men I might get be moving there. <laughs> we are going on a trip there next year. Oh, I can't are. wait, yeah, yeah, but yeah. we might not come yeah, back. Not come now back. that I'm hearing this. <laughs> 50% of the yeah, women in, uh, in much, politics? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I so hope I see that yeah. day when we have 50% of women in politics here. So it's a whole, you know, it's a cultural mindset. So when I came here and women said, oh, I've been dreaming all the time about my wedding dress. And the, I'm like, You're like, married? what? I'm not against marriage yeah, yeah. at all. I'm I'm just saying you don't need a man to rescue you. Right. You, we can women we can rescue ourselves. So you were always very independent and wanted to have your own independent life. You Besi- were just, even if you were married, right? You were just yeah. raised as that. Right. Two income households. Yeah. You know. So I don't that's in my backbone. Yes. Right. Any Swedish so, woman's backbone. So fast forward. Uh so then you, you get married. Mm-hmm. Uh, to a uh, businessman in Washington, D.C., who's mm-hmm. a philanthropist. Mm-hmm. And you were explaining to me that he would put on these 
uh, big events to raise money to help children, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like 2,000 men. And you're like... There needs to be a women's <laughs> event, right? Yeah, well, so I got married and moved to D.C. and found myself in what I thought was a very male-oriented town mm-hmm. where it still is. Yeah. And Imagine I grew up there. Well, yeah. you grew yeah. up there, so you know. Yeah. So he had an event that helped abuse children, and he had 2,000 or 2,000 men going to prize fighting, mm-hmm. and the women weren't invited. And a lot of women would come up to me when I first came down to D.C. and they said, well, your husband has this event and I'm not invited. Yeah. And I used to think, well, why do you even care? It's great you have a night off. Yeah. <laughs> but then um, together with my friend Cheryl Mastry, we just decided, you know what, what a great opportunity to raise money mm-hmm. uh, and to do something for women. And uh, next thing you know, we decide to start something to help victims of domestic violence. Called Knockout yeah. Abuse. Knockout Abuse right. Against Women. Against yeah. Women. Knockout Abuse Against Women. Right. Love that. Right. And, and it, it was played, they, this sounds funny, but they had price fighting, so they knocked people out. So that's how the name came oh, up. Because people go, so, oh, that's kind of a violent name for, no, it's not. So we thought... Women it was the antithesis to knockout, and it's yeah. like knockout abuse against women. Yeah, no, I like it. Mm-hmm. I think it's powerful. And so, when you started this, gosh, how many years ago? Twenty-six years. Wow, ago. Wow, twenty-six years. But Good that for doesn't you. work because I'm only twenty. Oh yes, that's right. Please don't count. How did that happen? Don't count. She started it when she was two. Um, so um, that's amazing that you've been doing this work for twenty-six years, and it's then a long time. Uh, now that you've relocated to Los Angeles, and we're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, You've started Knockout Abuse West here in, in L.A. Mm-hmm. You have a fundraiser coming up in October. Is it? Uh, October 12th. October yeah. 12th. And yeah. where's that going to be? At the Wilshire Country Club. Wilshire mm-hmm. Country Club. And mm-hmm. anyone can buy a ticket? Anyone can buy a ticket. Okay. Um, and, um, it, you know. Your website is either um, Knockout Abuse. Uh, our website is knockoutabusewest.org. So anyone can go there Knockout and buy abuse a ticket. Knockoutabusewest.org. Correct. Okay. And sign up on the mailing list and Wonderful. Um, partake in any of our programs. I love that. And you're going to have amazing speakers. We can't say who yet, but... Well, what, um, for example, uh, our event in D.C. was voted more popular than the White House Correspondents' Dinner two oh years in gosh. a row. because. Wow. Maybe the times are not right for it now, but then because of what I perceived as the sexism and chauvinism in D.C., I'm like, fine, yeah. we'll do the ultimate girls. Yeah, now out. it's like on steroids there. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it still exists in D.C. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's great. We have um, a, a, by the end of the night about fifteen hundred, two thousand people. Now, so when you guys started this. Uh, one of the other catalysts to this was you were trying to decide what do you want to raise the money for, and you came to found out that, find out that two close friends were in uh, domestic abuse relationships. Yeah, I actually um, – I, I can't believe how naive I was to uh, domestic violence or about the existence of domestic violence. And, and to think that you could have friends that were in those relationships and you probably weren't aware of it, right? Well, one of the – things that abusers do they isolate the right. women they isolate them from their friends they mm-hmm. tell them their friends are their enemies and their families are their enemy um so i had two friends one um was uh, married to an emergency room doctor mm-hmm. 
and she got beaten so hard on her back, he actually broke his arm beating oh, her. Oh, my God. And I hate these stories. spit yeah. on her face and threw her out of a, dri- a oh car that was, he was driving. Oh, my god! And my other friend was uh, beaten with a chair and locked in a closet. Oh, and my god! Within literally a two-week period, they both told me about this. And now, did they stay after that? No, they both left. Oh, thank goodness. But it was, it was a really... Um, you know, crazy awakening. Yeah. I always think I do this show because maybe there's a listener that says, oh, my God, that's happening to me. And what do I do about it? Where what, what were, where would you suggest someone goes if they're in that kind of relationship? Well, number one thing is to know that uh, abuse is not love. Right. And if your um, mate, your intimate partner, husband, wife, whatever, abuses you, it is you leave if yes. you can. You right. leave. You call nine one one. Well, you, now you said if you can. I believe anybody can. They just think they can't. Well, I like a saying. Um, if I'm saying it correctly, that f- sometimes it's fighting an enemy that has outposts in your head, because an yes. abuser gradually works to break down your self esteem. Exactly. So next thing you know, you actually think it's something. Is this something I said or did I that? Oh, but you know he's really sorry now. So. Right. I'll see if it gets better. And you, right. I don't want to tell my mother and my friend because if I tell them, they they're going like to say I'm going to leave. And I, I think he'll get better. Right. But you know what? He will never get better. Oh, he no. will get worse. Right. And one, uh, four women a day are murdered by their husband or oh into my partner. God. In America alone. In America. Wow. Every day. And that that is just it's staggering. four way too many. Yeah. That's staggering. One in three women. So what abuse. does knockout abuse do? Knockout abuse raises awareness and funds for victims of domestic violence. Oh, okay. So we we are an organization. Well, first of all, we bring a lot of awareness, and we um, we donate all our money to beneficiary shelters and programs that help women and Mm -hmm. children who are victims of abuse. Right. So you guys get behind existing uh, shelters and help. Help Correct. With the funds. Yeah. The shelters, programs, um, long-term shelter, short-term shelters, emer- emergency shelter, counseling, job training, right. legal aid, yeah. legal help. Oh, my gosh. They all need that. Yeah, for and sure. And you had shared with me, you know, we all know that the homeless situation is really bad here in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, you had said 55%, I believe, of the women that are on the streets as homeless women are leaving domestic oh. abuse relationships. Yeah. 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 No, it's 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 uh the violence statistics is staggering cuz why are one one third of all women you meet basically have been a victim of abuse? One third? One third. I I knew one third had experienced some sort of sexual abuse, which is just staggering as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I didn't know about the uh Physical abuse, yeah. which I guess, well, I mean, rape is physical abuse, so I guess that might be all categorized well, together. Well, also physical, domestic violence is physical, physical, emotional, and verbal. And right. that's where people, you know, you know the, the one thing to know is the violence perpetrated. The physical violence perpetrated is a lot worse than you can ever imagine. Wow. And that's the shocking part. Yes. I mean, I, I want to tell horrible stories, but... 
the, you know, many escape barely alive. Right. And that's, uh, I yeah. think, a big hidden secret, the, the, the extremeness of it all. Well, um, you know, there's an organization called Face Forward. I've had uh, the founder of that, Deborah Lessie, on. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know her. You guys should connect. Uh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And they, her husband's a, a surgeon in Beverly Hills, and they uh, reconstruct the faces and bodies of women that have been oh, disfigured yeah, 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 by yeah. abuse. Uh. You know, maybe they've been burned or what? I don't know, horrific things. And mm-hmm. uh, they can't afford the surgery. So Face Forward helps women that can't afford the surgery that is a result of the domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had one one speech that haunts me to this day is a is a woman who had gone in front of the judge and asked for a restraining order for from her abusive husband. And the judge had laughed in her face and said, Well, that just is not on the cards. And that next day she went to her job um, at some uh, uh, telephone company and he showed up. And doused her in gasoline and lit her on fire. And oh she has burns on like eighty-five percent of her body, oh and living her life out wearing a, a body sock. I mean, but yeah, it's and that could have been prevented had there been a restraining yeah. order. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. yeah, I keep asking myself, you, you know, after doing this for such so many years, yeah. I, I now ask myself, well, why? Yes. You know, where does this come from? Right. And I ask myself, if we lived in the matriarchy, would one in three women be abused? Would one in four women be severely abused? That's why I've been saying that for the last three years through my 360 Karma Women's Mm -hmm. Empowerment Platform, in any way I can, that... uh, we have to get women in more positions of influence, whether mm-hmm. it's uh, as directors of uh, film and television because the content is so important that we have a female perspective mm-hmm. to being the CEOs. Women are only 5% of the CEOs of top uh, five, you know, Fortune 500 companies. That is yeah. so out of balance that that's why the world is out of balance. We need more of a women's perspective at the table in government, uh, in companies, absolutely, in, and uh, in film and television, you know, media and film becomes if it if successful, it becomes our culture, absolutely. And so we can have eighty eight percent male directors right. directing movies. Yes. We can or have, writing the content or writing the content. Mm-hmm. We need fifty fifty. It can't just be ten guys in the movie and the talking twenty year old girl, right? You know, and you know the uh, the women's march the last really big one, Mm -hmm. was half men. And I thought that's really promising because I do think there are a lot of men that really believe that women should have at least 50% at the table uh, to help make the world a better place, that they agree. You know, they Mm -hmm. love their mothers, their daughters, their sisters, their friends, and they believe women should have more influence as well, which is why we are starting to make progress. Mm -hmm. Because let's face it, we need the support of men to say that they believe that too. Uh, Absolutely. Obviously, there's a lot of them. I've been like these people deciding on abortions and things that are Mm -hmm. white men that don't want women to have rights and Mm -hmm. whatnot. And um, this is the disparity going on in this country right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it is. Definitely, I agree with you 100% that that's what's missing in the world right now. And I think and I hope that we're moving toward that matriarchal society, like you said, at least where there's both. America, I'm kind of obsessed with gender equality. And looking at Sweden is number three in the world. 
The United States is number 51. Oh, my God. That's pathetic. It's pathetic. Who's number one? Um, I think it's uh, uh, Switzerland. Switzerland. Switzerland, uh, uh, Iceland, Sweden, yeah. something like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. All the Scandinavian countries, All the Scandinavian basically. countries are, are in the top ten. Wow. But I, I think... Um, one thing uh, that drives me crazy is is the films you go see with the normalization of women as strippers or women as the token objectified woman, because I believe the obje- uh, 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 when a sex and gender is constantly objectified, it's seen as less than, less intelligent. So I think. What America is guilty of is this objectification of women. Whether and, and it, it is be, in uh, TV and film, and that's what yeah. you know impacts our culture. You know, uh, Gina Davis Institute yeah. researches this stuff, which I love. Yes, yeah. and mm-hmm. and it shows that they have uh, less starring roles, less lines, oh, less yeah, significant yeah, yeah. parts. They're the mistress or the girlfriend. They and they have less to say, less substantive stuff. So it's uh, built into. The male decision-making, the male writing, the male directing. And, yeah. And that is a huge thing. And the other thing is that we just had to start looking at that we never looked at before is now because of the iPhones and the Internet, 88% of Internet porn is now including violence and degradation of right. women. And right. that's being fed to 10-, 12-year-old kids Via their iPhones. Right. I actually and then had... they normalize some of that into the movies. And next thing you know, you have a toxic, mm-hmm. uh, toxic female or uh, stereotypes that they and even male stereotypes. Which leads to that domestic abuse you're talking about. It's treating, uh, telling young men uh, that sexual sexual abuse is okay, abuse is okay. Uh, I had a woman on called, uh, named Gail Dines who's been studying oh, this I love Gail Dines. for 30 yes. years. Well, we, I talked to her Oh weekly. my God, she's yeah, amazing. She is informed. Uh, and she's an expert on this. Yes. Yeah, we are, we're, we're doing stuff with her now and oh, she's incredible. Great. Oh my yeah. God, she's incredible. Yeah. And she has studied this for a long time, the yeah. Pack. This is having you. What she if you are a me, listener, you do not want your 10, yeah. 12, 15 year old son having access to porn on the no. internet. It would, and it'll ruin watch, the way they think about women. And watch her TED talk. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's a, a huge part. And I think another part is look, as mothers, I'm the mother of a son. Like, mm-hmm. how do we raise our boys and the girls? Once uh, the patriarchal lines became important in old, you know, Europe, um, where men hundreds and hundreds of years ago felt that they had to control the woman, you know, to control their offspring. Yes. I think we, we started raising boys teaching them to be domineering and controlling. Right. And that, um, you know, also not allowing boys to be feel and have feelings. And we have, we can't, you know, we, again, you have to raise, yeah. like in Sweden, we raise boys and girls similar. To be respectful. Boys have feelings too. Do, yes. Don't tell a boy to tough up and don't feel because they start wearing a mask. And, you know, they, they say people in Sweden are some of the happiest people in the world. I, I've yeah. read that. Yeah. And, and so... The bottom line is, is that if we would uh, um, educate uh, the young men in this country uh, Mm -hmm. to respect women and to allow themselves to have feelings, like you said, they'll have happier, healthier relationships. Absolutely. And everybody will be happier. I mean, this is like, you know, this is like a change that 
is beneficial to men and women. And we have to raise women teaching them that your value is in who you are Absolutely. and not what you look like. Right. It, we have to, that's what oh, I'm... Oh, sure, have you, you say know? that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so great to uh, just grow up, having grown up in a country where yeah. there was no attention to, you. your value had nothing to do with the way you looked. No one ever commented right. on your looks. And also it in was culture, you, um, who you were. I was going to say, uh, not just looks, nothing wrong with having good looks. That's a, <laughs> that's a blessing. That's a blessing. But also that um, uh, being smart is an uh, attribute. Yes. Being funny is an attribute. Yes. Um, all there are lots people of great have, attributes. Yeah, people have a lot of different gifts. And mm-hmm. we can't put all the emphasis on only one kind of gift. Well, we have People to have stop different... objectifying women. Yes. That's what I, when I absolutely I read about this endlessly, I come I come back to the issue of domestic violence to a big degree comes back to the ownership and the objectification of a woman. Yes. Yes. That's where it all begins. Yeah. So I I'm glad that you created this organization. <laughs> I mean, you know, we need more organizations like that that mm-hmm. are creating awareness, mm-hmm. um, providing funding to help these women because they need it. Uh, but the bigger picture is, and creating awareness is how it starts, mm-hmm. um, how we're going to produce uh, television, film, and messaging uh, that helps change our culture and our society. Absolutely. I think yeah. our our culture, media, fashion, all of it. Yes. We have to look at we have to create a culture we want our children, we want our daughters to mm-hmm. live in. Yes. I mean, we've even looked at some of these uh, even at the New York Fashion Week shows where um, some designer uh, he sends girls down the runway in just uh, bondage tape up their but sorry, oh my gosh. I mean, in it, it is is that what we want to promote to right. our daughters, no. to women? Right. No, let's stop and let's look at what's good for women. The way we've lived in a man's world for right. so long. Right. Sounds like we could learn a lot from Sweden <laughs> and Switzerland, <laughs> right? I, I think I, you know. I don't know how we share that. Uh, you know, well, uh, thought has process. Its but issues too, but I, I just, in yeah. terms of, um, I think we need to take our blinders off. Yes. Our, our um, blinders that we have from, from birth of yes. living in the patriarchy and then decide, okay, well, what really works for us? And having people understand how it's going to make life so much better for everyone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We just want a gender equal world where right. men and women have equal rights and obligations. And right. Yeah. Sometimes I think that there's men that think that allowing women to have more power takes away their power, but I think it empowers everyone. Oh, absolutely. And, and that's I, absolutely. why it makes things better. Each person's uh, female and male perspectives coming to the table. And I say male or female, but I want to include everybody, whether it's you uh, know binary, transgender, just like an equality of all people. Everyone matters. Y- y- yeah. You know. When you use 100% of a citizen's talents and qualities and intelligence, obviously a country is going to operate. Yeah, exactly. Thrives. Exactly. For everyone. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I love that. What yeah. a great conversation. Yeah. And you're uh, writing something for TV. Do you want to mention uh, that? Or is that like still I in the... I am right. Well, they say um, write 
um, if you do anything, write or produce, the, create the world you want to live in. I so love all that. I can say is the world I want to live in is the world that after people have seen this is what they're awakened to. That's the world I want to live in. I love that. So you know, I do think uh, reality is whatever we can imagine. Yeah, because you know, we can yeah. create that. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Well, thanks for all the great work you're doing. Thank and thank you. you for being here. Again, the website is knockatabusewest.org. Knockatabusewest.org. And it is a big fundraiser in October of this year on the 12th. And um, also, yeah. if you can sign up to our mailing list, and we have a salon series, a monthly salon series called Lived and Learned that you can join. I love that. I'm going yeah. to that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, great. Well, thank you for being here, and thank you all for tuning in. We really appreciate it. We'll see you next week at the same time. Hugs and happiness. Make it a great week.